Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Give me one second. We're going to get started. It is a good Friday. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Hope you guys had a great week. Yes, very good. All right, again, here we go. All right. Okay, hey, let's go start. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Sorry about that. I went a little late. Okay. Uh, but glad to have everybody on. I conference call you guys are on. Let, let, let us know you're there. Yes. Yes, you're here. Yes, glad to have you. As always, on a Friday, it is the weekend. Hey, Terrell, good morning. <laughs> Hallelujah, praise the Lord, all the good stuff. Good morning, Reverend Knight. Uh, Brenda Jones, hey, Deacon Jones, good morning to you and everyone else. Sister Sarah, good Friday. Hey, Sister Yolinda. Uh, Peanut just shared, we appreciate that. Marcia Ellis, good morning to you. Hey, Mel, hey, Mel. Uh, glad to have you with us. Good morning. Hey, Sister Bud, good morning. I see some of the hearts are going up. Uh, though you good. Good morning to you. To the foreman's in Richmond. Hey, good morning. Hey, Latrice, good morning. Uh, Pam Whitaker is on. Portia Everett is on. Deacon Bellamy is on. Nelda Bellamy is on. Clifford Jones. Hey, uh, Diane, good morning. I missed a couple of people on Facebook right there, and I looked down. Sorry about that. But glad you were with us. Glad you are. Glad you're on. Zoe, uh, you good? Need a favor? Anything? What you need? The best we can do. We'll do as much as we can. Hearts. Let me see hearts on Periscope if you don't mind. Just say hello, good morning, hearts. And then, of course, during our time of study, if you hear anything uh, that makes sense to you, then we love to have a few more hearts. Let's do it. We're going to jump right into our depot today uh, as we get started. James Banks, Jr., excuse me, Pastor James Banks, Jr., congratulations, bro. That's why you did uh, your first baptism uh, over at the church. Congrats. Man, that's what ministry is really all about, lives getting changed. Hey, Sister Ford, good morning to you. Uh, good morning. I missed my periscope right there. Good morning. Uh, good morning, good morning. We are finishing up the book of Job uh, with our Surviving the Scars. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about the loud sound of silence. Uh, but right now, right now, we're going to jump into Job 42. Hey, let me do this real quick. Uh, you know, I try to I try to use these opportunities to uh, uh, to promote and uh, highlight what people are doing, and there are a lot of great things that are happening. Uh, if you are in the Franklin area, 115 Main Street, so the Portia has moved her business to a larger location, so we need to bring her some more business. Uh, let our sister know that we are proud of her and uh, we are excited about what she's doing. So go check her out, uh, 115 Main Street in the Franklin area. And if you're not in the Franklin area, go to the Franklin area, right? Go ahead and swing by there. A morning, Minister Baysmore, you know, swing by there to give her give her a shout-out. Uh, and then uh, Sister Monica Vaughn. Monica Vaughn has launched uh, her new, uh, her new, what will be school, but it is a, a training academy called the Triumphant uh the Triumphant Scholars Academy, and so uh, she's doing some tutoring. Uh, she's doing a lot of tutoring, actually, and she has um, she has summer camps going on. So if you haven't looked yet, start looking at summer camps for your kids, for your grandkids, for your nieces and nephews. 
Uh, and then the last plug is my wife, uh, Reverend Jane Janelle Riddick, uh, is hosting uh, their annual Walk In It Gala on April 29th. It'll be a great time with dinner, fun, some entertainment. But most of all, the money goes towards scholarships for young girls. Uh, there will be awards for young girls and phenomenal, phenomenal women that are in the area. Uh, so if you get a chance, you know, if you get a chance, April 29th, check that out. Uh, you can find tickets and information at walkinit.com. All callers are muted and they can unmute themselves. Job 42, this is after Job has kind of lost everything, and it says uh, we're in Job 42, 9 and 10. Job 42, 9 and 10. Job 42, 9 and 10. That's right, Minister Freeman. Uh, there is a gift, local 757. It's in May. I forgot the date, so I'm going to highlight that probably next week, but thank you. Job 42, 9 and 10. What's going on, Luce? Luce is on. Job 42, 9 and 10. Here's what it says. It says, so Eliphaz, the Temanite, Bildad, the Shuhite, and Zophar, the Namathite, did what the Lord told them. Here it is. And the Lord accepted Job's prayer. After Job had prayed for his friend, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. Now, many of you have heard this before. Many of you know the whole, you know, double for your trouble that uh, after Job was scarred, he lost everything, his family, his camel, his clothes, his money. He has this long conversation with some friends who tell him it's all his fault. At the end of it, God says, you know what? They got it twisted. That was not right. What you went through was to strengthen you and bring me glory. So here you go, Job. I want you to get double of all of your stuff. Here's the key. Uh, that even after getting double of all of the stuff, after he regained all of his tangibles, he got more cars, he got more camel, he received, uh, what, a 1,000 oxen, a 1,000 donkeys. He received more kids. He had seven more sons and three daughters. The Bible says there were no daughters as beautiful as Job's daughters. He had all of these things. And the one thing that's missing from his restoration is that his scars were not taken away. Ain't that crazy? I mean, he got all of these things. You know, one of the things we talk about all the time is that tangibles don't matter. Uh, you know, life is not about what you can buy. It's not about where you live. It's not about what you drive. You're absolutely right. However, here's the key. Whenever you have been scarred in life, you do not want to focus so much on your scars that you neglect, forget, or overlook the stuff you still have. You, you, don't want to, you don't want to dwell so long on how you were inappropriately touched that you miss out on all the tangibles and the joy and the emotional stability and the mental peace God gives after the scars. Today, on a good Friday, here's how you survive your scars. You survive your scars by not looking at what you have lost in the scarring process, but looking at what you now have or still have or can still get despite your scars. You know, I look, I look, and I dug, and I search, I explore, I try to recover where Job's scars went away. Where, remember, a few days ago we talked about it. He had these boils on his body. He took stone and he scraped, right? He scraped his arm. He scraped his arm with with stone to cover up. So clearly, he had scores. He had some bleeding. He had some cuts, abrasions, bruises, scrapes. But in God's restoration, God did not remove the scars. God gave him stuff despite his scars. And, and what I love about verse 9, it says, it says, and the Lord accepted him. 
uh, the NIV says the Lord accepted his prayer, right? So um, uh, the NIV says the Lord accepted him, and KJV says the Lord accepted his prayer, which I think is essential because, one, it says that your scars do not separate you from Christ. Your scars do not disconnect you from God. Your scars do not make you um, too, too un- so unworthy that you cannot still talk to God, praise God, serve in ministry on God's behalf. No, God still accepts your prayers, and God still accepts you. He has not condemned you. He has not ostracized you. He has not judged you based on your scars alone. And if he's not doing it, don't spend your time trying to please people who have. You, you want to get to a place where people can accept you scarred. They can accept you bruised. They can accept you, they can accept you with some emotional hesitations, with some emotional, you know, second guesses, because your scars are part of the success that takes you forward. And today, on a Friday, I want you to know that not only have you survived your scars, but your scars are a sign of success. Your scars say that God can still give you stuff. You can still achieve. You can still be rewarded and awarded. You can still make dreams come true. You can still see your aspirations come into fruition. You can survive your scars because Job's testimony is after his scars, God accepted him. And after his scars, he was still awarded. And today I want you to look at what you have. As a matter of fact, what do you have? What is it that you have now? that you didn't have before your scars. Look, I mean, you're so focused on the hurt and the pain and who did it and why it happened and who done it, right, that you're missing out on what you still have. I ask again, what do you have? How far have you gone? What degrees have you acquired? What jobs are you still working in? What friends are still there? What family members still approve of you? What church ministry still is blessed because you served in it and you still have scars? Glad to have Big Boss One on our Periscope today. Glad to have him uh, praying that God blesses him and helps him understand, too, that in spite of scars, Jesus Christ died. a matter of fact, if I could, in closing for this week, tell you that the scars that you think separate you from God are actually the scars that connect us to him. That's why he dies for us. He dies for us so that Hebrews is true, that we have not a high priest who is foreign to our infirmities. And today, the one thing I really want you to grasp is that you still have some things. I want you to grasp that you have grasped things even after the gore of your today. Look at what you have. This weekend, celebrate what you have. Talk about what you still have acquired. Look at what you have gained. And just for a minute, forget those things that are behind. And you press forward to more of the prize and a mark that is further and higher than any of the scars that have tried to hold you down. Look, I hope you guys are with us next week. Next week, uh, we're going to talk about the, how to overcome the loud sound of silence. Uh, I'll be preaching on Sunday, and then next week we'll talk about it. But today, look at what you have. Father, I thank you. I thank you for what you've given us. And, God, we know life is not just about tangibles. It's not about just money. It's not only about, you know, the houses we live in, the cars we drive, and the friends we have. But at the same time, God, we are grateful for all of it. We're grateful for the money you have given us for the jobs you have supplied. We're grateful that we do have homes and houses over our head, roofs over our head. We're thankful for the friends and family members that are there. And, God, while what we have intangible is not a sum total of who we are, God, we're so grateful because you didn't allow our scars to cause us to have to live without anything. Our scars have not caused us to be deficient. Our scars have not uh, led us to a place where we've had to live 
below what our godly standards. So for that, this weekend, God, we thank you. And our prayer now in Jesus' name is that you open up our eyes to what we still have, that you remind us that despite what has taken place in life, God, you still accept us as we are, that old things are passed away, and behold, we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. That, that who we are now is not who we used to be, and we're not trying to go back. We're trying to move forward. So today, in Jesus' name, push your children forward. Move your sons. Move your sons and your daughters to a greater place in you. Father, this is our prayer. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, this weekend I want you guys to experience God in a brand-new way. Open up your eyes. Experience him with brand-new fervor. Experience him uh, with new perspective because you have been scarred, but you have survived. We are scar survivors.